Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East Center of Toronto. Clean Cuts, multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, this isn't <laughs> the game that most people expected, no. but it's a game that we got. Huge Sixers yep. win, 116-95. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. I'm here with my guy, Bellamo. Bellamo, how you feeling, man? I wish you were feeling a little better. I wish we were feeling a little better, but... I mean, I don't want to say it was an up-and-down game, but the Raptors kind of made it close. Mm-hmm. Nick Nurse made what I think was a, a, a silly move to start the fourth, and now, because of that, he's trending on... All social medias, and for the wrong reasons. Yes. I, as I was setting up, I just noticed that Nick Nurse is a top trending topic right now in Canada. <laughs> that yep. is not a good look nope. if you are Nick Nurse. But we are here underway on the Wrap It Up podcast. As always, shouts to people that are tuning in live on Twitter, as you can each and every episode after the Raptors game, at Shell Alexander. Same thing normally goes for Instagram. We always normally have an Instagram feed up, but I will get to that Instagram feed a little later Mm -hmm. because there's someone that I'm going to call. Someone the people have been waiting for. Yes, people, (laughs) fans of this podcast. Since the Ball on Blast. Yeah, on this On Blast podcast network, we do a little something called the Ball on Blast podcast, which is an NBA-wide pod. And there's a guy, my boy, Andrew Webster. We do that podcast together. He's a Philly fan. So we had a very lively conversation. A I'll big say. Philly fan. <laughs> Huge Philly fan. We had a conversation to preview <laughs> this playoff series, and Webby was taking a beating from the fans. Yeah. And no word of a lie, before this game started, we plotted out that we were going to call Webby for this episode to wrap it up because yes. it's Thursday night. Yep. Thursday's normally when we tape ball on blast. Just so happens. But the game was on. Hey. So, so I'm going to call up Webby. Let's do it. It just kind of happens that this is where we're at. So I'm going to get that phone call going. But again. Yeah, guys, how are you feeling? Let us know. What's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, people filter into the chat right now and is, let us know what you think. There's a comment here full already. Full-blown panic. It says, Nick Nurse is so bad at making adjustments. Yep. Like you've had two games to realize how bad the bench is. Yeah. They need to have a team meeting because if they don't get their shit together, Kawhi is gone. We're going to talk about something about the bench. Um, not getting into it now, but Sheldon made a great point, and I agree with him. I don't remember what that about point is. So Fred Van Fleet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get into that, but... So let me it get on sense. the line here and, and and call that Webster character. Hopefully he can we hear up. it ringing like in like in <laughs> the radio. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I think we should. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Andrew Webster, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing real good, man. Real good after that. Congrats. So, so let's let's be fair here for a sec, right? Because. You took a beating. I mean, on that podcast, we had a a very good conversation, which I thought was like a very fair conversation just in context of, hey, I'm coming from the Raptors point of view. You're coming from the Sixers point of view. And the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? But obviously, the majority of fans on this podcast are Raptors fans, and they were very quick to let you hear about 
your takes about Joel Embiid, your takes about Kawhi Leonard. And this game, I mean, we plotted this out ahead of time, but this game probably was a perfect game for you, for us to plan for you to be on. Yeah. <laughs> As the Sixers win 116-95. to So, Mr. Andrew Webster, simple question. How do you feel? Okay, feel real good. Real good. Now, uh, you alluded to it before. The, the podcast that we had uh, about a week ago was a week ago, a week and a half ago, I forget. Mm-hmm. But my point was that Kawhi Leonard is the second best player in this series. I said that Joel Embiid is the best player in the series. Now, game one, obviously, didn't play his best. Game two, dealing with not just the knee issue, but the stomach issue as well. But, man, tonight you saw it. Am I overstating this if I say, and, and, and I'm not not saying in general, I'm saying so far this series – that the best player on Philly has been Jimmy Butler? That's, uh, that's a very fair assessment. And Jimmy Butler is somebody who's taken a lot of heat. since yeah. It seems since he's really showed up in Philly yeah. uh, with the stigma attached of what happened in Minnesota to the reports that came out that he was beefing with Brett Brown. Mm-hmm. There's always been this undercurrent that Jimmy Butler is a bad guy and not a leadership guy. Brett Brown doesn't even know his name, right? Yeah, James. (laughs) James. No, it's Jimmy. (laughs) Over the past two games, over the past two games, you're absolutely right. He's been uh, now. Listen, nobody was better on the court than MB tonight, but he Butler has been the talisman, and I I think tonight really put it in perspective. And we can talk about Kawhi against Embiid until the cows come home. Mm -hmm. But I think what tonight really showed is that, as scary as it is to say, Brett Brown is a better coach than Nick Nurse. I agree. So here's the thing. For today. I'm, I'm yeah. not willing to give to, to like bury Nick Nurse yet, but I'll say that we're definitely seeing his inexperience in this series so yeah. far because after game one, the Sixers made adjustments. Now, I mean, they went back to having Embiid guard Marc Gasol and Tobias guarding uh, Pascal, but the point remains, whatever they did in game two threw off the Raptors. They played a lot, of Ven- a lot more of Ennis, which seemed to work. Um, I just think that what Brett Brown's done, we haven't seen any adjustments yet from Nick Nurse. And the past two games, I mean, we could argue about who's better, Embiid or Kawhi, but Kawhi's been in beast mode from start to finish in this series. And the biggest, to this point, the reason why it's 2-1 for Philly is because there's been multiple guys on Philly that have played well. For the Raptors, they can't really say the same. But Philly... Are you surprised at kind of, you know, the bounce back that Embiid's had? Because he didn't look good the first two games at all. In this game, Webby, we're talking 33 points, 10 rebounds. Got very to the efficient. line. Yeah, the line his, his knee looks good, Webby. Doesn't look yeah, like there's and, any problems. And not only that, but that whole Gasol is the is the Embiid solver. He's the Embiid stopper. I think that was put to rest tonight. No, no, no. Uh, See, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing, right? So He was giving Gasol work. Work listen. from... from from the get-go. Listen, I'm not ready to concede that yet. I mean, it's game... Don't get me wrong. Great game by Joel Embiid. Marcus Gasol needs to not be afraid to shoot. Yeah. Because that's kind of what it looked like to me tonight. That wasn't a good look. The Raptors lineup. Most of the Raptors lineup needs to not be afraid to pull the trigger. How many possessions did they have that you saw beautiful, crisp ball movement, but people passing up yeah. wide open three-point looks? Kyle was deferring all the time. Yeah. Pascal looked mediocre. It was it was just Kawhi and that was it. Well, here's the thing, and and like the big moment of this game, I guess like this game was officially over, and it sums up, I guess my I don't want to say my issue because 
I don't have an issue with Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam's season has been incredible. Yes. Can't say negative things about him. But the one thing I have said for the whole year, sometimes he needs to just slow down. Mm-hmm. And the biggest adjustment that the Sixers made to date, correct me if I'm wrong, Webby, was putting those situations when Embiid is guarding Siakam, they're backing off of him, knowing that he's just going to barrel out of control to the to the cup and try to score over Embiid, which isn't going to work. But in this game, it was jammed done after Siakam tried to do that, missed. Now, might have gotten fouled, whatever. Forget about that. But then trips Embiid. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. That, to me, was a that, game That over. reminded me of, like, Kadri <laughs> doing something pretty, pretty stupid to, to maybe get your team in trouble there. Yeah, but this, totally. had a, this game had a really weird vibe. Like, uh, I'll tell you when it started was the uh, was the Ibaka elbow where he yeah. got the flagrant one. And that just kind of set this game off into a weird space because he had the elbow to the nuts of Lowry that didn't go called, yeah. but, which we might see a suspension for. I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to that. I think I don't think they'll suspend Ben Simmons just because that might be a little too much, but definitely he'll get fined. And the refs, I mean, that's horrible that the refs missed that. But you're right. The chippiness picked up, but that foul call on... It plays into the Sixers' hands. You don't want them to get that real estate in your head because then that's what MB thrives on, and that's what that team thrives on. If they can get you frustrated, and you saw it happen to Lowry tonight. I thought that he played uh, not great, but he was definitely like responding to... He had a lot of energy. But yeah, that was it. And, and he was—they were getting under his skin, and he yeah. tried to fight back as best as he could. But I just don't know if there's enough people like that on the Raptors that it's gonna—that it's gonna slow down what the what the Sixers want to do mentally to them. So a couple things here, right? I think you're right. The game did turn on that Serge Ibaka foul call when really I think he got called for flagrant run, flagrant one, just for being taller than JJ Redick. Like he turned. Cocked the elbow back. He elbowed no, that, him, I, but that he elbow. Turned. That was an elbow. It was an elbow, yeah. but come on, man. I'm on the side of Chuck and Shaq here where I'm going to be like, come on, this is old school basketball. Yeah. I'm going to get on that horse. But beyond that, let's let's break it down for real. And this game, the turning point of this game, okay? I'm not saying the Raptors deserve to win this game at any point. Maybe Kawhi Leonard deserved to win this game at a certain point because Kawhi carried the Raptors, kept it close. The Raptors had it down to seven points to start the fourth quarter. And then the turning point was the Raptors sit Kawhi to start the fourth. Nurse goes back to his bench yet again, who continues to get outplayed. And the Sixers go on a crazy 11-0 run. The Raptors start 11, or sorry, one for 11 in the fourth. That pretty much was the game, no? Kawhi oh, sitting Ka- to start. Kawhi Mikey, was... what do you think? Was that the game? You still have your best player that was on the bench, and we don't play till Sunday. Yeah, That's what all this all this load management was for, to totally. put Kawhi out in situations like this. I don't know what you're waiting for. You got you, you, you go down by 11, you put him out there. Instead, they waited until it was 18, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you put him out there. For what reason then? I have no idea. And that's what I was saying about that's what I was saying about Brett Brown. I thought the way that he handled the Sixers lineup tonight was incredible. Like Embiid had some stretches there where he was untouchable, and Brett Brown could have let him left him out there. But he knows that Embiid's been you know slowed a little by the knee and by the mm-hmm. gut. And take, even though he's red hot, take him out, sit him, get the other bench guys in. And the bench guys have been playing this whole series. Really good. Especially from game two. Insanely well. And to get Mike Scott back 
and get the kind of production that you want out of a guy like that immediately without him showing any rust from being off the last couple of games, that even helps our bench even further. Webby, has Ennis been... Like, I'm, it's not that he's scoring a great... Uh, but, but has he been this clutch for you guys, like, recently or, like, all year? Like, I haven't really watched that much of Philly and him, but has he been like that? Because he's playing well this series. Well, he was, he was in those, like, trade deadline deals, but honestly, through the... First little while since he was on the team, it was him and Jonathan Simmons kind of competing for the same spot. Mm-hmm. And Ennis clearly played outplayed uh, Jonathan Simmons to earn this spot. Now, I haven't seen this kind of amazing minutes from him in the regular season. He's really Yeah, he's getting like some game. starter minutes sometimes. Like the but Browns yeah. Browns going to him off the bench first. To from a guy like that who's been around like he's played overseas he's played with a bunch of like western conference powerhouse playoff teams he's played down in the d-league he just knows what it takes to to be a good team player and uh, and to produce in the limited time that he can he's really taking a huge step here he might be making himself some more money i'm not sure what his contract situation looks like but here's the thing right like speaking of whether it's ennis played 24 minutes in this game and bead played 28 does that seem weird to you? But here, here's the reason I bring that up is because you were talking about what Brett Brown has done, and he is dictating everything, right? So he's the one that's making the, like Nick Nurse is the one trying to adjust to, oh, what do I do with Ibaka and Gasol? Do I try to match them? Like he's not dictating anything in this series. And exactly. And that's where the Raptors are in the series so far because Kawhi gets you back into the game. What Kawhi was doing in that third quarter was disgusting, yeah, right? It was one on five. He was looking off everybody. Had over he, 30 points. But he was dunking. He was getting rebounds. Yep. He was blocking shots. He was he was hitting threes. How many shots did Kawhi miss tonight? Kawhi missed nine shots. How many did he take? 22. 22. That's, that's pretty fucking good. Right? Like, Kawhi is a beast. And here's here's the thing, right? The last game, people were talking about, should Kawhi have played the whole fourth quarter? And I was like, nah, I'm not really mad at the fact that he sat for a little bit to start the fourth, that game, right? Last game, yeah. game two. This game is completely different. One, you're coming off of what happened in game two. A loss. For one. Two, you know he was the only person doing anything on your team. Yep. So... You get the gift of Ben Simmons taking that dumb technical foul to end the third quarter, right? Where did you see that, Webby? Where he Siakam tried to shoot after the whistle went. Yeah, Yeah, he does the KG where he blocks it, and then but he kind of exactly. So now you get that gift. You're down seven at that point. Kawhi's on the bench. Cool. How do you allow the Sixers to go on 11-0 run? I understand if they get five points and then you call timeout maybe seven points, then you call timeout. It can't get to 11, or it can't get to nine before Kawhi checks back into the game. And when Kawhi did check back into the game, he checked in for Pascal, and Norm and Fred were still in. Like, that, to me, is the most blasphemous point. uh, What do you make, Mikey, of Fred and Norm? This Okay, Fred and Norm, let me get through a second. This is the reason I think, just to to answer your question, I think he checked in for Pascal. At that time, Webby, you would know that the little tussle between the countrymen and Pascal and Embiid was going on, which was taken a little bit overboard. It wasn't that big. But then again, the next play down, I think Embiid blocked him again. Siakam went down to the floor. Um, 
He already had a flagrant one. What I think it was, he said, come off the floor, cool down, because the last thing we need is you getting another flagrant and missing the next game, right? So I, I, I believe he just maybe wanted to take him off for a quick minute, have a chat with him, um, and then by that time, after a minute or two, the Sixers kept rolling. Yeah. And it was too much where he's like, you know what? Just we'll take this on next game. Fred, um, Webby, before you came on, we were talking about the bench, the Raptors bench, and 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 uh, Sheldon made a great point in why Fred isn't doing anything, and it, he's oversized. He's too small. He's too small. He so can't shoot. Fred is one for eleven in this series. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. How many times did he get his shot blocked tonight alone? But then add in the fact that just in terms of matchups, Webby, I'll, I'll put I'll throw this to you. But Fred's in the game. Who's the other point guard most of the time? It's Ben Simmons. Who's tall? Ben Simmons is way taller than him. Norm's in the game. Yeah, exactly. they switch and it's always right? Butler. So it's either Butler or Ben Simmons for Norm, and that, or sorry, for Fred. And then for Norm, Norm ends up being on Tobias Harris. And that is not a productive matchup for the Toronto Raptors. Nope. And both Fred and Norm are offensive players. The majority of the reason why they check into the game is because they give you quick buckets, right? If you're unable to do that as because you're undersized, and that and again, we saw the same problems in the first series against Orlando, right? Yep. Orlando has big guards as well, and those two guys struggled. Do the Raptors have an answer for the Sixers bench, or is this something that's just going to continue, Webby? What do you think? Well, I don't necessarily know if it's the Sixers having it or the Raptors having an answer for the Sixers bench. I think it's about having an answer for the Sixers size. Yeah. Like yes. across, you know, starters and the bench, mm -hmm. there are no, they're not playing TJ McConnell. So no. the smallest guy that you're seeing JJ Redick. is probably, is, is Redick, mm -hmm. right? Who has been driving me nuts as a Sixers fan the last couple of games. I know he hit some shots. He kind of got it going tonight. In the second still, half right? of the last game, yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, kind of frustrating, but at least he tries hard on defense, right? Yeah. And if he's the smallest guy you're putting out there against people like Fred and, and Norm, then that, that's a good thing for the Sixers. But here's the thing, too, right? Like you're mentioning that. J.J. Reddick's in the game. Normally, Kyle's going to get that matchup, you'd assume, right, in most instances. But either way, if you're Fred and Norm, bottom line, you got to come in and bring energy, at least on the defensive end. And so far, all you're doing is being outplayed by James Innes third. Like, that is unacceptable. Yeah. That can't happen. I don't even think, and I, I don't even want to sit here and be blaming the bench because I think the Raptors' issues start with their starters. Yeah. But at the same point, like, those guys are, un, they're not productive at all. They're negative minus players oh. for the Toronto Raptors so far in this entire series. Yeah. And if you're Nick Nurse, there's no reason for them to have quarter minutes in this game. When you None. play on Sunday, three days of breaks. Another thing, too, um, so Danny Green was, I believe, 0-4-1-4 behind the arc for the whole series. Mm -hmm. He started off the first quarter hot, 3-for-3. Yeah. Three three, yeah. Okay? He ended up taking only, I think, four more shots the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, when Siakam's not on and Kawhi's cooking, there's got to be a second player. And I thought that would be Danny Green, especially the way he started. Then he just didn't shoot anymore. The Sixers basically have figured out the fact that Kawhi is the only one that really wants to shoot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Siakam. Kyle Lowry doesn't want to shoot the basketball. No. And I no. don't understand why. So Kyle Lowry tonight, thank you for bringing him up. Seven points, two Ugh. of ten shooting, 0 of four from three. And I want to say halfway through the third quarter, 
he was done shooting the ball. Like, he did not want any part of shooting the ball. He was trying to find guys and like, give them these hard passes, like, through everybody. And him and Mark Gasol were just overpassing, over and the Sixers know that they could just play off of them, and that's not a good look for the Toronto Raptors. If Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol are going to combine to go 4 for 16 and 0 for 5 from 3, Ugh. those are going to be L's for the Raptors, right? Absolutely. Mikey, what do you make? Like, what's what's the deal with Kyle? What are you seeing from Kyle Lowry? Is he is he? Well, I mean, I more aggressive. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Did did he not get 20 points last game? Game yeah, two. Kyle okay. Lowry, yeah. So I thought coming off a game like that, coming and playing in his hometown, mm -hmm. I thought this would be. I thought this was going to be the game where the narrative was at the end of it. If the Raptors won or lose, Danny Green and Kyle Lowry stepped up. And it wasn't either. I mean, Kyle made some nice little passes. He had listen. The the, the there was a momentum switch, uh, a shift that I, I think it was. Kawhi did takes takes Monroe to school, Webby, and yeah. does the left-handed cram. On the other end, Jimmy Butler gives a little nudge to Kyle, and he takes the charge. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, there's a Kyle we want. Kawhi hits the bucket. I thought that was the little mm -hmm. shift that we the Raptors needed. They were down by maybe. A dozen or ten by then, by, by at that point. But then again, just like Danny Green stopped kind of playing, Kyle started deferring and doing the same thing, and it just all ended up being where now Kawhi is looking off other players and just going ISO and taking it himself because he's the yeah. only person that's yeah. going to score. Totally, and and I don't blame Kawhi for ball hogging if people want to call it that because at a yeah. certain point you look around and you see that other guys don't want the smoke and you got to take it all. And he was, again, I can't emphasize this enough. The Raptors probably, I know they got blown out, but this game should have been over at like halftime or at least in the third quarter, they should have been down by like 40. Yeah. If not for what Kawhi Leonard was doing, yeah. like it was disgusting. Kawhi Leonard, I don't know. And I know Webby, Hey, I'm still going to say Kawhi is the best player in the series. And Kawhi has He's shown that his numbers have shown that, but just his effect on the game is completely insane. He's all over the place, making all types of plays. And if one other Raptor, just one, yeah. has a good game, they are in this series, they win. And that's that's a messed up part to me because again, the Raptors were down seven. They didn't deserve to be in this game at all. They had no chance, no there's no reason for them to be in this game. And yet you were down seven to start the fourth to quarter. To start the fourth, And yeah. Kawhi is on your bench. Yeah. And you have Fred Van Fleet and Norman Powell. And let's, let's go to the You're six, here. seven, and eighth guy. And, Fred and Van Fleet in 21 minutes, 0 for 7, <laughs> 0 for 5 from 3, for one point, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. Serge Ibaka in 16 minutes, 2 for 6, for four points. Five rebounds and a steal. Norman Powell in 16 minutes, six points. Now, again, let's do some quick math here. And those guys combined for 11 points off the Raptors bench. Add in some garbage time too. So, yeah, you know, and, that's yeah. not even a fair shake to give them those numbers. But let's say those three guys with 11 points. And when you go back to the Sixers bench, James Innes had 10 himself. Right? Like that. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, so if you got to know if you're Nick Nurse, those guys are unplayable. Yeah, well, you know, Kawhi's going to get you 30 or 40. Pascal should get you 20. Okay, that's about 50, 60. Where's the other 40, 50 coming from? Well, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where the Raptors have a problem because if it's not the bench, then that means 
your starters got to be more willing to shoot. Gasol's got to... I've been saying this from the season. I would like to see Gasol get... At, there's no reason why Gasol should shoot less than 10 times a game. And, and threes. And a couple threes at least. But he's night consistently too. been around or under 10 shots yeah. per game, and that's not good. It needed to be... And I've been saying this from the regular season as well. He needs to be more involved in the offense in terms of being a shooter and at least just be the threat to shoot. He needs to be more of a scorer than, and a little bit less of a leader. And lead by, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to lead by example and all these and other little intangibles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be more of a scorer now. And that's when you have Kawhi looking guys off late and he's just chucking up shots. Yeah. Because, hey, at that point, those guys didn't want it. But, Webby, I got to ask you something here. Because there's something that has me a little cheesed. And I know you love it. Because I know Embiid's, Embiid is your man's, right? Big boy game from Embiid. But the showboating. <laughs> I know that's his game. But it's game three. Like... You're in home. You're at home. Okay. You're at yeah. home. You took a series lead. Mm-hmm. You're feeling good. It was in the fourth, too. It wasn't like it was in the first. It was in the fourth, I guess. hundred percent. I don't understand that. I, I caught wind of this, too, on Twitter uh-huh. with people saying, oh, you know, like, easy and beat. Like, what? Are, are you against bat flips? Are you like <laughs> the old man yelling at the cloud here? No, 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 no. That's not we're it. here to have fun playing no, no, NBA no. basketball. Hold on. Hold on. I like fun things. I'm here for all the fun. But you can't be out here talking about how you had the shits and you might not have played in game two, which is whack AF. You can't be talking about how, oh, my knee's sore, I'm questionable, I don't know if I'm going to play. And then, front running, because you're up at home, you do a windmill dunk. You almost you, missed. You almost did Webby, sp- he just got that in, Webby. <laughs> Yo, my guy was almost a Sprite commercial, Webby. <laughs> Right, and then no, but it still was nice. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it was it's funny, it's jokes. I I in I like fun things. I'm just saying, does he run the risk of just being bulletin board material yeah, for the Toronto Raptors now? Yes. But, but who on the Raptors is going to use that bulletin board material? Kawhi might drop sixty next game. What do you what do you Yo, what do you mean? But Kawhi can drop sixty. There's no nobody else. There's no emotional yeah. fire. Like your yeah. emotional fire is. They loud. looked old tonight, Webby. I, I said it. Today was the first game in a while where I said, "Ooh, they're kind of an." They look like an older team. They just look. Yeah. I don't know. They just look. It looked like the speed and the energize. And I know it's always the game three is always what the first home game is is like that. But just Philly outpaced them the whole game. I I don't I. All I'm saying is, if you're Joel Embiid, you're doing all this stuff now, and, like, what happens if the Raptors win on Sunday and you're going back to Toronto 2-2? Like, all that showboating... Toronto 2-2, that's the way it goes. But listen, yeah. man, this, is this, isn't new, this isn't new to Embiid. This is what he does. You're right. This is part of his game, mm-hmm. and part of his game is trying to get uh, real estate in your head rent-free. And if he can do that with some of these annex and then he's winning that mental chess game. I think that this is something that, like, like, like I say, it's not new to him. This yeah. is not something that, like, is out of character. Like, he'll be ready. I'm sure he will. Yeah, like, I'll say this much. Like, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I find it hilarious. I think it's funny. All I'm saying, though, is that it was a bit much. Like, my guy was... You know, they're shimmy shaking, the flying, the AI. I'd be getting all fired up too if I was throwing down windmill dunks in front of Iverson, Deshaun Jackson, and Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hear you. I totally understand. I get it. I under I understand it from his angle. I just think that, yo, man, that's not going to be a good look going back to Toronto in game five, 2 2. Because. Unless it's 3 1. 
<laughs> well, okay. either way, that Raptor crowd. Well, I can't even say that because I don't even know what Raptor crowds are really going to be saying. Going to be tight. Are you kidding me? No, that's what I'm saying. Because tomorrow, like, here's here's a narrative, right? Raptors fans are going to be shitting their pants, of course, right? Yeah. And and I'm I'm not in that place. Like my mentality going. Well, first off, if we're being honest, after Game One when the Raptors blew out the Sixers, I was trying to calm everyone down and be yeah. like, remember, it's only Game One. Yeah. This is going to be a long series. It's not going to be Raptors sweep city and everyone was trying to book tickets to the finals. And I was trying to caution everyone. And now it's going to be so funny because it's going to be flip the complete other way of everyone going yep. crazy. And I'm still here being like, relax. You just need to get a split in these two games. You get home court back. You lost the first game. Cool. But now you head in the sun Sunday, brand new ball game. Webby from the Sixers angle. I'll start with you and ask you the Sixers angle. Mike, I'll ask you after from the raps angle, but Webby, Sixers angle, looking at what happened tonight. Big boy game from Embiid. Another solid game from Jimmy Butler. But what do you think the key will be for the Sixers to get the win on Sunday and take a 3-1, commanding 3-1 lead in this series? I really think it's the health of Joel Embiid. Okay. I think that if he is anywhere close to what he was tonight in terms of percentage-wise of the kind of energy he has and how the knee is feeling, and you would hope after three days rest – he comes out spring, like a spring chicken. Mm-hmm. If he comes out like he did tonight and imposes his will, it'll be 3-1. Mikey, from a Raptors perspective, what do you think? Of um, What's the biggest key for the Raptors if, to bounce back? A few things. I liked Kyle I, I liked Kyle and Serge when Embiid's off the floor. Mm-hmm. Always having them. I mean, Nurse has got to adjust. You got to put, even if it's for a couple minutes, they were, they were playing good in the first quarter when MB checked out, Gasol checked out, and they had Kyle and, uh, Kyle and Serge, and they got a little thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi's been on Garden Simmons, majority of it, right? Yep. Yeah. I put him on Jimmy Butler, and I put Danny Green on Ben. Um, you got to slow down Jimmy Butler. I, I, that might open up the floor for Ben. That's fine. I'll give him all the shots. He can have, and, and he can torch us, but right now Jimmy's torching us. I put my best defensive player on him. Um, Gasol's going to try to do what he can do, but Webby's probably right. I mean, you're going to know that Embiid's going to go for 30, more than likely. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, Gasol's, Gasol, yeah, Gasol's going to have to shoot more. Kyle's going to have to shoot more. Danny's going to have to shoot more. And, um, I mean, they didn't over exempt themselves today with energy the Raptors side so it should be a lot of minutes for the starters on Sunday to me game three or sorry game four on Sunday it's got to be this has got to be Nick Nurse this Nick Nurse this is your test yep because as of now as Webby said earlier or I think he tweeted this Webby if you're getting out coached by Brett Brown (laughs) you got some problems right yeah And, and so the adjustments for Nick Nurse have to start with okay you got to find a way to get kyle lowry and mark gasol going in the offense you know by this point already Kawhi can cook whenever you know that danny green's going to get his shots off of ball movement you know what siakam's going to do but you have to find a way to get scoring if not and if it's not from kyle and gasol each getting you somewhere around 10 points siakam, then. no what you need to do is figure out what you're doing with your bench yeah because at the end of the day right the, this narrative that the Raptors bench is struggling in the playoffs, the truth is 
the whole season, the Raptors bench has not been good. And we weren't saying that last year. <laughs> no, not at all. It went from the bench mob last to the bench was, slobs. <laughs> last year was the real strength of yeah. the Raptors. Yeah, but the whole year, and people that follow this podcast will know, we were talking about the fact, every podcast I'd come on, get mad at the fact that when Kawhi would check out, he checked back in at the at second six quarter. Mark. Yeah, in the second quarter, and the Raptors would be down, down, and Kawhi would have to go into ISO mode to bring them back. You have. Same thing would go in the fourth quarter. And the whole season, Nurse had been trying to play the bench as a full unit, and then obviously gave that up once the playoffs came and shortened the bench to eight players. But he's still trying to play this unit of Fred, Norm, and Serge at the same time. And by now, it didn't work against the Magic, it hasn't worked against the Sixers. You got to give it up at this point. You got to pull the plug and realize that at its core, follow me, correct me if I'm wrong, but starters are starters and bench players are bench players because your starters are better than your bench guys, yeah. right? And, and you're in the playoffs now, you have to shorten that bench as much as you can physically be able to. But you have to take it to its most simplistic form, in my in yeah. my opinion, and your bench players are coming on only to give your starters a rest, meaning I'm only playing one of Fred and Norm at the same time, only one of them. In the middle of the quarter, too, not after a third quarter, the third quarter ended, and you have a little bit of a commercial break in that. I mean, that in, in, in there should be a resting period for your for starters. Sure. In the middle of the six-minute mark, then you, you bring in Fred, uh, Serge, and Norm, give a little breather for some of your starters. You, you don't put them in at the start of a quarter. There's saying, no need. But I'm saying whenever you bring them in, why do they all have to play Stay. together? Yeah. Or, yeah, That makes no sense. Yeah, why true. do all three of them have to play together? Yep. And then meanwhile, on the other side, you've got Brett Brown, and he's subbing in starters with bench players, yep. right? And so he's playing the matchups. If he sees Serge, Fred Van Vliet, Norm, the bench guys all playing together, then Scott he can comes roll out. his lineups out the way he sees fit by getting Embiid a little bit of breather but keeping Simmons and Butler out there and then exactly. rolling in Tobias and Embiid and giving those other guys a chance to sit. Like, it's just the chess match game now of the lineups. And so what happened to start this game, You, it's funny you bring that up, right? Because in this game, Gasol subbed out a little earlier than usual in the first quarter. He got the foul. No, but I think that was to match Embiid. Because if you look at the first few games, right, in game one, it was a 2.30 mark that Gasol checked out of the first quarter. In game two, it was a 2.49 mark. And then tonight, it was 4.48. And I think Nick Nurse did that on purpose to try to make sure he brought him back earlier <laughs> in the second quarter against Joel Embiid. Like, that's part of the matchup where, again, Nurse is trying to catch up. Brett Brown is the one dominating <laughs> this matchup because... Look at what the numbers that Joel Embiid put up in this game. I keep having to remind myself yeah, that Mike that Scott it was in, played four minutes no, less than him. Yeah, it was in 28 minutes. 28 minutes. Embiid had 33 points. And the problem, too, was you let him get to the, to the foul line. 12 of 13 from the foul line. But add in 10 rebounds, five blocks, three assists. Well, 33 points in this game, 28 total points in games one and two. Hey, Webby, what, why do you think, or it, it, I, I think maybe it's just because he's the veteran, but why is he playing Monroe over Boban? Or is that just... Uh, Monroe's better. Because, Boban's useless. Because Monroe, Monroe's got more offense. Yeah, so he can more rebounding. Up there and, yeah. Well, no, I would say they're... they're Boban's got him, you know, with size and positioning for rebounding. But what Monroe can give him offensively, which, again, as we saw, isn't much, but it's more than what Boban yeah. can. And it's his old team, too, right? 
It's yeah. just so. I mean, it, I, I mean, Raptors fans, hold your breath right now or plug yours. Let's just say Philly moves on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think there's Brett Brown's going to go with the same tactics, and, and or do you think he's playing Monroe a little bit more because it's against his old team and he might know a little bit? You know what I mean? Or do you think this is the way he's going to go through for the whole playoffs? I think it's more of the matchup with the Raptors. Okay. I think that it I think that it might differentiate if they do move forward whether they play Milwaukee or whether they play Boston who you'll see more of in terms of uh Boban or, or Monroe. Greg Monroe. Yeah. Or if he can play TJ. TJ, because, like yeah, say, for a fast TJ hasn't seen it. TJ yeah. hasn't seen any minutes in this game because he, I think that Brent He got Brown garbage time but yeah. House. But I think he wants to exploit how big he is, like how big his team is. Yeah. And so uh, if you brought in TJ, you lose some of that size that is working so well for you, especially in these last two games. Yeah, and if you bring in TJ McConnell, that advantage that you have with Van Fleet and Norman Powell not doing anything, those guys are going to look up at TJ McConnell and, and it's Cook City, right? Yep. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's good game plan this is going to be on Nick Nurse to adjust yeah. and figure out what to do with his bench. And, I mean, hey – it's all hands on deck if you think about what's going to happen in the fourth quarter on Sunday, right? Like, Kawhi, if he has to play the whole... You learn in this game. If you have to play Kawhi Leonard the whole second half, then that's what's going to happen because this game was blatantly lost at the start of the fourth quarter. You're down seven. You're right there. That's, like, you're right within the grasp of being able to say, hey, we can tie this game, we can win this game. With the full fourth quarter left, what's a seven-point lead? Yeah. Nothing. And Kawhi's on the bench. Boom, 11-0 run. Yep. Come on, man. He came back in when they were sense. down by 18. That doesn't 98-82, Kawhi checked in. Yeah. Fred and Norm cannot be getting fourth quarter minutes. But do you <clears throat> turn to Patrick McCaw to just sub those minutes and at least maybe he gives you defense? Dare I say, do you go to Jeremy Lin? Or what oh, do you do? God. Do you just alter Norm and Fred's, Fred's minutes? What would you say, Webby? Well, I think that you're going to have to have an odd man out with the bench rotation that you have now. I think that if you're Nick Nurse, like you say, you have to rely on your starters more. And I think that you're going to find those minutes at the back of the bench right now. So whether it's Norm not playing next game or Van Vliet's numbers going way, way down and then getting replaced by somebody in the starting five, like, uh, you know, getting Gasol more minutes or even getting Danny uh, Green has to play more minutes. Yeah, and Danny Green, things like that. I think that's where, I think if I was Nick Nurse, that's what I would be trying to do. Mikey, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's definitely, obviously, like, the it's not going to be Surge. We know that. So yeah. it's one of two, Powell or Fred. And you made such a good point that Fred can't seems to get his get shot off can't. because they're too big. And even when he has a wide open shot, he's missing it. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe give him a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, a, a scare and, and put in McCaw in instead of him for the first series that the bench comes on and then put him in and see how he acts and see if no, he, it fair. gives him a little bit of a, you know, a, a, comp, a good, comp, healthy competition, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Look, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would definitely seriously consider going to McCaw or even going to Jody Meeks, who's a vet. And because here's the thing, you're talking about 10 minutes, really, in the grand scheme of things. So if Jody Meeks is a vet that at least you can say, I would trust him taking an open three because yeah. he can get his shot off as opposed or to... Or settling it down or... Yeah, well, I mean I'm just anything, saying yeah. as opposed to what Norm and Fred are doing because here's, here's what the Sixers have done. They've packed in the paint. 
and said, if you guys can't make shots, Norm, Fred, Kyle, Siakam, if you guys want to barrel towards the basket and try to make shots over Joel Embiid, yeah, good go luck ahead. with that. And the Raptors have not been able to solve that problem at all. So, hey, if you got to turn to McCaw, who can hit an open shot, or to Meeks, who can hit an open shot, I at this point, hey, I wouldn't knock Nick Nurse for going to that well in game four. I have a question for you, Sheldon. <laughs> and you guys too, Raptor fans. How much are we missing OG and OG Ananobi right now? Huge. Big time. Huge. I'll say this, and I said it after last game. I was wrong. I said at the start of the playoffs, it's not a big deal you're yeah. without OG because he's the ninth man. But he is the ninth man. But at this point, if those two guys can't get shots off yeah. and they're not stopping anyone he's on athletic. the other end, yeah. at least OG can come in and guard yeah. Mike Scott or mm-hmm. guard um, Ben Simmons or guard uh, Tobias Harris. Like, guard any of those big perimeter guys. At least yeah. OG could give you that. Yeah. Because Fred and Norm are giving you not even defense at this point. And I don't think he's back this series. There was a report no. about a day ago that, like, he's not close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's really? Not close. Yeah. Not a good look for OG. Yeah, not a but, good look for the Raptors, but good win, Webby. Yeah, Webby, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let you give you the last word here before we wrap up on the pod, but I'll let you sign off and, and just, you know, what's your final your final say here on game three as the Sixers win one sixty ninety five to take a two one series lead over the Raptors. Be careful, all the Raptors fans are listening. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Is this a moment where Webby's gonna get his M B on and be like <laughs> running down the court? <laughs> Yeah, we're doing the Iverson ear thing. No, 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 no. Listen, this is playoff basketball. And the Raptors are playoff battle-tested. They know how important the next game is. And it is going to be a kitchen sink game. The Raptors know that they have to win. They're going to empty the tank. They're going to throw everything that they can at the Sixers. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors got out to a big, big lead. But, man, it all hinges on this next game. Because yeah, if, the, yeah. if the Raptors are down 3-1 going back home. Not looking this, good. Baby is over. All right, Webby. Well, thank you for for joining us. Thanks, Webby. We really appreciate you tuning in. We got to mix in a little ball on blast on this wrap it up wraps post game show, of course. And, you know, to get the Sixers perspective is desperately needed. Yeah. So we appreciate that, my dude. You guys keep up the good work. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon, my dude. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a great night. Later, Webby. Peace. So, Mike, I mean... Yeah, there you have it, guys. It's, it's good to he hear was, from... He made some good points. Hey, I mean, at the end of the day, what can the Raptors really say? You Raptors fans, I've been... Hey, I tried to give out the warning after game one to relax. Yeah. It's just one game. But Let's it just looked too far ahead. so good, guys. In, in game one, you had Kawhi playing like he's been playing, but you had Siakam playing at a almost Kawhi level, yeah. right? Um, you, you had the home crowd behind you. You had Gasol playing good defense on Embiid. Embiid wasn't Embiid, right? I mean, it it just looked like, and I knew it wasn't going to be like, but it looked like, wow, this is how the games are going to be. Then the Raptors have a very big edge. Yeah. Um, I, I said it to you before game two was game two was it. Where just in the sense where if they didn't shoot well, but had we squeaked out with that win, I think I don't know if it would have made a difference, but the Raptors would have played a lot looser in this game, I believe. And now 
that happened, and now they're down two one. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I've I, again, as much as I didn't overreact to game one, you're not over. I'm not overreacting right yeah. now. Down two one in Philly. Philly won their first road, their first home game. The Raptors won their first home game, right? And yeah. so no, you're right. The Raps got to come back in in on Sunday. And they got to get back to playing Raptors basketball. And, and I know that sounds phony or that sounds kind of cliche, but we're going to find out who the real Raptors were because in this game, they shot 26% from three. Yeah. And this is a second straight game where they struggled from three-point land, where if you go back to ever since the trade deadline, when they got Marc Gasol, the we're Raptors the were leading the NBA in three-point three shooting. shooting. Yeah. And that's more than a that's more than a big enough sample size to where what happened so far in the playoffs. Obviously, defensive intensity is up, but at the same time, you're talking about good three point shooters missing shots. You got Danny Green shooting well tonight, but again, Siakam quarter, yeah. 0 for three. Yep. Marcus Gasol 0 for one. Kyle Lowry 0 for four. We don't even want to talk about Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> yeah, you're getting nothing from Fred. Norm hit two threes, but I think one of those might have come in garbage time. So I don't even know how much you count that. But I do want to welcome in the people yes. who are on the Instagram live chat right now. Um, as always, we know we normally get to Instagram a little earlier, but I needed the iPad to call Webby to yep. start this podcast. So if you're listening right now on Instagram, that means you missed the first half of this podcast, which that's fine because you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube to hear the first part of this conversation, yep. which included Mr. Andrew Webster, who is a co-host of the Ball on Blast podcast and our favorite Sixers fan, yep. as he gave his take on what's going on in this series as the Sixers take a 116-95 lead. So thanks to everyone on the Instagram feed right now. The question I'm going to ask you guys is, because this is going to be the biggest topic, I think, going into tomorrow, is going to be Joel Embiid showboating. <laughs> Raptors fans, let me know what you guys think of Joel Embiid showboating and also what you think of Nick Nurse's adjustments, what he needs to do going forward. Is that bulletin board material I, for the Raptors in game four? I don't like it because I just don't think <clears throat> that you should be that quick if you're Joel Embiid. Like, you're up 2-1. Yeah, you had you two have bad another, first two games, yeah. You had, an, you had two bad first games. You played great in this game. Cool. But maybe save that for game four when you go up 3-1. Maybe, right? Because like, yeah. what have you really but, done I mean, so far? So, guys, you uh, won one game at home. The Instagram feed, Webby made a point that I mean, that's what he does, and he he gets in the real estate of the head of the other players. And honestly, I I think he did a good job on Siakam tonight. Yeah, he did a good um, job on Siakam for sure. And we're gonna have to see game four if Siakam can come back because that's a big see, that's a big thing and for the Raptors. The problem is, is I Siakam think playing well. Embiid's antics and all that <clears> might get in the head of a young Nets team. Yeah. Right? Where you're talking D'Angelo Russell, you're talking uh, Jared Allen. Is that his name, Jared Allen? Jared Allen, yeah. But Gasol doesn't really care about no, that. No, Danny Green. Danny and Green you can doesn't see, care about that. They were shrugging that. it off. They didn't Kawhi care. doesn't care Kawhi about that. Like, that's not Kawhi probably doesn't even know. <laughs> they're, like, they're like laughing, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah. think of the playoff battles that those guys have been in. And I think now another very important thing that's happening is Kawhi Leonard is looking around and he now knows, because it's one thing from afar to see that Kyle Lowry will kind of have these games every once in a while, yeah. right? But Raptor fans, we know that this happens sometimes with Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah, we know. Very sure. up and down, two for 10 tonight, seven points. We've seen this Kyle Lowry before. So it's one thing for Kawhi and Danny Green to see that from afar, even Mark Gasol, but it's another thing to witness it in a game 
where he's playing hot potato and now Kawhi's got to cook. I think in what I'm interested to see is if Kawhi has another gear. Because, I I mean, like, I know that sounds crazy because he's already yeah. been balling. You can't, like, how much more can we really ask from Kawhi Leonard? But you figure they can't lose that game or you don't want to lose that game. Is the series over if they lose on Sunday? It's not over. But you're not in a good position at all going back to Toronto down 3-1. No. The only way I see Kawhi having another gear, I mean, he's, his efficiency is pretty good, but is if the Raptors have good ball movement mm-hmm. where – He's cutting and driving, and Gasol and Kyle are, are feeding him the ball, driving to the lane, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, then he could get another gear where majority of his points aren't just going to be jump shots. Okay. You know, a couple dunks, a couple lanes, a couple cuts, a couple and ones, yeah. get into the free throw line. Then, yeah, then he can have, <clears throat> as you say, another gear. But that all, because Kawhi's going to do what Kawhi's going to do. He's going to get his jumper down. He's going to go yeah. to the net. But if the Raptors can get, a little bit more shoot better, open up the floor, and get some more, uh, a lot better ball movement, mm-hmm. getting Kawhi the ball in different fashions, yeah. then that's going to be his other gear. I just wonder if Kawhi Leonard, and shouts to Dan Lebitard show with Stu Gotts. It was, I love that show. That's one of my favorite sports shows. Stu Gotts? <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. That's an Italian swear oh, word. Oh, yes, it is. Um, which is part of the joke okay. of the show and all that as well. But, uh, Stugatz kind of plays the character exactly what the name sounds like. Yep. He's a character, right? And after game two, oh no, sorry. Yeah, after game two, he said, you know what? The Raptors might not have lost the series yet, but they've lost the war. Kawhi Leonard is leaving because oh, he looks no. around and sees that, wait a second, there's nobody here with to shoot me. shoot with me, yeah. <laughs> and next year they're a year older. And so this game is just another tick in that yeah a chink in that armor let's say if you're the toronto raptors thinking like oh no this is not a good look what is going on because siakam is good siakam had an all right game right 20 points 7 of 15 i mean yeah he okay, didn't he, it wasn't he impactful. wasn't really noticeable yeah it wasn't impactful at all but if you're Kawhi leonard you might have to go into next game thinking i might have to go for 50 yeah right and i i don't know if that's a thing but someone on twitter says <laughs> If Kawhi drops 50-plus next game and the Raptors still lose, fire nurse and just rebuild. (laughs) (laughs) Raptors fans, I'm going to urge you guys. I know that you're not going to listen to me. Raptors fans are going to be freaking out, being down 2-1 in the playoffs. But this is what the playoffs are about. It's It's a seven-game series. Yeah. Yeah. Seven-game series for a reason. There's a reason why you have home court so that if you get to a game seven, it's on your home court. And it's a long series. It literally is one game at a time. Because if you win next game, you got home court advantage back again. Exactly. Right? So if the warning here is just if everyone was so high after game one, and then now I want to know where people are down to one going into Sunday's game. I want to know what people's confidence level in terms of the Raptors coming back and winning this series. If I was going to say the chances, if I put it at one to ten, 10 being the highest, Raptors definitely coming back and winning oh, the series. God. What do you put it at right now, Mikey? Because I'll well, be, do you want uh, me to go first? Uh, uh, no, well, I'll say this if if if, if I can, mm-hmm. and I guess it's a little cop out. If they win <laughs> game four, then I would what? put it. Okay, so so basically, <laughs> so I'm saying what's their chances of winning game four? Because I think if they okay. win game four okay. and they have a best of three, two at home, okay. game seven be at home. 
So I'm going to give it um, a seven. Okay. A seven of the Raptors still winning this series because I, I do think they can win next game. I mm-hmm. do think they're going to come out better. Yeah. Um, if they go down 3-1, that seven goes to a two. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to be honest right now. I'm still at an eight in terms of the Raptors okay. being able to win this series. And it's because at the start and – Hey, tape don't lie. Go back to game one or go back to the preview series with Webby on ball on blast. I said the Raptors are going to win in six. Winning in six games means Philly's going to win two games. Right? They've won two games. And would we be that shocked? And I'm not saying this is going to happen, but would we be that shocked if the the Raptors won three straight games? No. Would we be that shocked? I I wouldn't be that shocked. No. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm not even saying that that's I'm just saying the way that these games go, hey, Philly might be a little too hype after coming out of this this game tonight. Yeah. They might be a little too hype. Um, is Jimmy Butler going to continue playing this strongly? Does Embiid have more games like this You know, on yeah, his, his bad knee, knee? His knee looked fine tonight. For did sure. you agree with me what I said? It's um, reoccurring, man. Did you agree um, maybe, not even for all of the game, but for some of the game, put Kawhi on Jimmy? So here's the thing. I would definitely put Kawhi on Jimmy in crunch time. Yeah. That's de- that would definitely Someone's got to slow him down. And you put but Danny I, on Ben. I like Kawhi on Ben Simmons because here's the thing. Ben Simmons kind of gets them going yes. in terms of running yeah. the fast break and doing all that and, and getting other guys going. Yeah, but we're still getting blown out by 25. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Butler and what Jimmy Butler is doing. He's just shooting well. It's for him. Yeah. Right. He gets himself scoring. He gets himself hitting buckets. If Ben Simmons running up and down the floor, Ben Simmons is playing well, but he also feeds Embiid these dunks that he's getting hype. He's throwing alley-oops to Jimmy Butler, who's getting hype. He gets everyone else going, which is a bigger problem. Whereas if Jimmy Butler just scores 25, but you shut down everyone else, you're okay. You take that if you're like game one. But I also think that putting Kawhi on Jimmy in crunch time, all here. I'm here for that for sure. Definitely here for that, for sure. Uh, let's get some comments over here beca- before we wrap up. Um, no pun. I know. I do that all the time. Too. Yeah. It's, it's I catch terrible. it all the time. Um, here's a comment here on Instagram. Someone says, series changer, putting Embiid on Siakam and Harris on Gasol. Gasol hasn't been able to exploit that matchup. Good point. Very good point. I think at certain times they did dump it down to Gasol. He made a couple post moves, had a couple nice shots. Should have got fouled. Should have got yeah, should have got called for a foul, but they didn't do it enough, and especially to start the game. But the point of having Embiid on Siakam is a great point because Embiid is not chasing him out there, and he's gonna let Siakam shoot. And Siakam is not shooting it because he's not shooting it well, but also he continues to put his head down and just barrel towards the basket out of control and try to make these tough layups over Embiid. Yeah. You're not gonna get those foul calls every night. No, Siakam can create his own shot when he's full steam heading to the net. Mm-hmm. He can't create his own shot with like a one-bounce sidestep three. The, the way he's shooting in three is someone's finding him in the open corner, right? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, it was a good move for them putting him beat on them because it just, again, makes him try to go all crazy and do his sometimes Siakam thing where he tries to do yeah. a little too much yeah. by himself and he's not a create-your-own-guy outside yet uh, i like the energy from my guy c brown here who says raps run them out of the building on sunday shots will fall the north remembers dot 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 
how to shoot. I hope. I see what you did there with the Game of Thrones thing in there. I like that. I appreciate it. Yeah, we need Danny Green big. Danny Green started off three for three in the first quarter, and I thought, this is it. I go up. Yeah. This is a good sign. Yeah. He cooled uh, off. Humiliating. Here's a comment on Instagram. Humiliating that everyone bullies the raps, even if we have this is what I'll say about the Embiid thing. That's not going to go over well in a veteran locker room, yeah. like the Toronto Raptors locker room. That's not going to go over well. I'd have that Embiid sellies, like when we watch tape tomorrow, Yeah. and I'm Nick Nurse, I'm either starting or ending our film session with Embiid running and flying up and down the court. Flying his own and plane, yeah. that you have to take personally if you're the Toronto Raptors, because if you lose, the old Raptors were the team that got punked off by LeBron, mm -hmm. right? The old Raptors were the team where LeBron's spinning the ball, shooting threes, trying to flip the beer, bottle, <laughs> right? Doing flip cup. Yeah. LeBron drink fake drinking the beer on yeah, the sidelines. Yeah. That's the old Raptor team that put up with that stuff. A, Joel Embiid is not LeBron. B, this is a different Raptors team. That is unacceptable. That can't happen. No. Right? And if that means you're going to hard foul or do something, I'm not saying that that's winning you the series. Yeah. I'm just saying you got to let them know, bro, you got to chill out. It was a series, of, a series of events that that whole little thing happened with the 18-0 the run or whatever they went on. Mm -hmm. And then the block on one end on Kawhi and then the dunk that he just made we talked about that with webby and b just made that windmill okay <laughs> that could have been yo epic if, fail if he sprited that yes. and like front rimmed it and then landed awkwardly on so, his knee what would have happened then he, i think oh when he goodness. was flying that plane what was going on in his cockpit was <laughs> wow i got lucky there okay i'm telling you is he if you guys and that's the one thing yeah his knee looked good and i agreed with, with that with webby but it's not fully healed yet because no. he couldn't get off the ground there yeah it was hard. You could he that was not got up. barely got up. A uh, great comment here from Glow Girl Smile on Instagram. She says Sunday will be a quote not today kind of day, which is Let's another hope. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to <laughs> that. More comments. Embiid will cost the Sixers a series. Just watch. Uh, the one thing I was saying, and I was wrong tonight, was Embiid's three point shooting. Yeah, he made he me shut up. Yeah. Embiid hit the first one, three and I four. said, that just means he's going to miss the next two, and he didn't. Nope. He shot three of four three from of four. three. But hey, maybe he carries that same confidence into the next game, and percentages are percentages for a reason. They're going to even out. He's I, not a 75% three point shooter. I have a question for you, for the, for the commenters as well. Who does a 330 start benefit, hmm. or does it at all? Uh, that's interesting. I think the vet team in the Toronto Raptors, like Mark Gasol has played in a lot of different playoff series. Kyle Lowry, same thing. Kawhi, Danny Green. So that means they've dealt with this situation before in terms yeah. of playing during the day, in the afternoon, in the playoffs. So yeah. I would say they have more experience with how to deal with that. You kind of know what your routine is more. But also I'll say this. You're on the road. And minus Kyle Lowry, because that's his hometown. But on the road, you can lock in a little more and tune out distractions. Yep. Right? Go better early, wake up, yeah. be at the arena. You could just be super early, focused. Get you your can, shots in. Yeah, you can be more focused on the road. And so, it's a Sunday, so I mean, who knows if the some of the Sixers, I mean, uh, Ben Simmons was out here in Toronto the night before. <laughs> Maybe he's going to go out with Iverson and Deshaun Jackson and all that on a Saturday night and be a little, you know, sluggish. 
Who knows? Uh, so Mark Gasol is something here that people are, are interested to talk about. One comment says, can't hate on Gasol, but he needs to be more aggressive. Yeah, we said that. Uh, K2, K2's Garnett says, Gasol is washed offensively. He's useless. Offensively, I agree. He's not playing well. Even Sheldon was saying that again on the on the when we had Webby on. He needs to stop deferring and shoot more, especially beyond the arc. Yeah. See, he's playing well on Embiid. Embiid's still torching him, but Embiid will torch anybody. But you can see he's he's kind of getting under his skin a bit. Yeah, he does other things, the ball movement, like the stuff, the little intangibles that Gasol does. But he is not helping the Raptors on the offense yeah. whatsoever. Uh, someone saying I'm being a little too hard on Embiid. He said, bro, they gave Siakam the ball with seven seconds on the clock. What do you expect him to do? It's a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair counter. I mean, what I really want him to do is not try to get all the way to the basket against Embiid. Pull up maybe two or three feet and hit that short floater yeah. or two-foot jump stop like Kawhi does so well and hit that little fadeaway. Something like that. There has to be an in-between game. What was Siakam's move, remember, in the beginning of the season? The spin move. The spin move. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, it still comes out every yeah, once every in a while. Yeah, every once in a while, like, every Christmas. It's not going to work on Embiid. Embiid's <laughs> no, too long, yeah. right? Embiid is too long. Uh, the refs, I'm not going to blame the refs. No, Can't no. blame the refs when the re the refs are terrible for both teams. Game two off. is worse. And, and I mean, the refs are just terrible on both ways. I'll say this to wrap this podcast up. Yep. A, if you're Joel Embiid... After doing all those antics, you better have another good game on Sunday. Well, let's hope okay? not. You better. No, no, no. But I'm saying yeah. like, if you're Joel Embiid and if you're, you're going to do that, Embiid, yeah. you need to back that up in game four as well, or else all your antics are for nothing and you just look like a huge clown. Which he does a lot of the time, so it's nothing to him, but yeah. Totally true. Yep, I agree. Two other Raptors not named Kawhi Leonard. Has to score. Not only do you have to take pride in watching what Joel Embiid just did to your team, but you also have to take pride in watching what Kawhi Leonard is doing and feel bad that you're not helping, helping him. him. Yep. This is all about pride, and, you, and as cliche as it sounds, you got to dig deep and, give, and leave everything on the floor yep. on Sunday afternoon because Kawhi Leonard is doing that, and everyone else is just standing around and kind of watching it. And whether it's the bench, which I think a big problem is, which is it's the bench's fault. Don't get me wrong. But I think with Fred and Norm getting minutes with Kawhi, they're confused and they want to defer Should and they don't I know shoot? what to do. Yeah. They're thinking too much. Like, do I pass it to Kawhi? Whereas when they're on normally with the full bench unit and they're on with like Meeks and they feel like OG, a leader. Yeah. yeah, I'm the leader. I'm yeah. the man. I can take whatever shot I want. Right. I can nice this guy and shoot. Yeah. But now I'm on with Kawhi. OK, what do I do? I don't know what to do now. I'm thinking too much. OK, yeah, I guess I'm going to shoot blocked. And that's on Nurse. That's on Nurse to figure stuff out like that. Why are we just guys talking about the Raptors I mean, seeing these and, and, and all the commenters seeing these little things mm -hmm. that are being pointed out and, and, and Nick Nurse seems to keep on doing them, right? For sure. I'm, I'm just going to say that the Raptors fans, I'll stress this. Just as I said, don't get too high after game yeah, one. Seven game Don't series. get too down after game three. Yeah. Being down 2-1 in the playoffs, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. All you had to do, your mindset coming into Philly anyway, should have been take home court advantage back. Just one just game. Win one game. One game. You didn't get the first one. The crowd was That's rocking. Fine. Philly was excited. Yep. You got the Joel Embiid going crazy game. Cool. The Raps in game four need to prove why they're the grown-ups. Yep. Uh, but Mikey, where can the people find you in between?
the games if they want to hit you up ask you some questions get your thoughts yep. on what else is going on or what they need to do like i always games. say the youtube comments always appreciate it the community i try to respond and hit up all the, the comments there and on instagram mike bellow underscore six hit me up guys um and mike's totally right about the comment section yeah. and the people that we have on this feed whether it's on instagram or on twitter or on youtube it's a good basketball conversation oh, yeah. as someone says here what happened to our defense and why is nick nurse keep putting kyle lowry and van fleet on the floor together they're too small versus the sixers yep that's the truth Billy's big that's the truth because one of those guys ends up having to guard ben simmons or tobias and it's just a mismatch yep. a walking mismatch so the raps definitely got to make adjustments and again to talk to all these people Find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube. Hit that like button or yeah, smash, smash that like, like button, button as Mikey likes to say. Because, guys, this what it does is it gets, it gets it trending in a way where more people see it, more people look at it, more people comment, and we get better discussions, right? Yeah. So we just want to get the community out there and, get, and see all the takes because, like, like this, is, this is the year. This is the year yeah. that we have Kawhi. We have everything going. We just want to get all the, the the as much comments as we can get and get the community flowing and here's the reality of the situation the sixers are now one two games which means yeah. in theory there could just be two games left of Kawhi leonard in a raptors oh, uniform don't say that i'm just saying I know. You're just, my I point know. is it's to facts. enjoy all this enjoy, enjoy it all yeah. watching because hey people are still here talking about kyle can't slump in the playoffs raptors are a two-man show after all these years we got to be used to what Same Kyle Lowry does. Kyle. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be here getting mad at Kyle Lowry no. having bad games in the playoffs because we've seen this all. Because we're we, we're okay with him going through these slumps as long as he's doing other stuff. And we just know but, that this happens. Yeah. We know that this is a thing. We should be used to this by now. All you need from him is ten points. Knock yep. down a couple open jumpers. Him and Gasol, if they could get 12, 10 to twelve points each. Yeah. Could be a massive, massive win. Huge. Um, I'm not against Embiid having fun. Have all the fun you want. I'm for all showboating as long as you can back it up. Yeah. I think that if you're Joel Embiid, you have not backed it up more than you have backed it up, <laughs> and it's only game three. Yeah. Their best player has been Jimmy Butler, hands yeah. down, so far. But of course, if you want to hit me up and get mad at me for not liking fun things in this situation, you can fun find guy. me. <laughs> Find me on Twitter at Sheldon, no, at Shell Alexander on Twitter, at Sheldon Alexander on Instagram. Again, can't emphasize it enough. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, YouTube. Search On Blast Podcast. Subscribe, share, and tell your friends because, hey, we're still in the middle of it. You said, Raptors fans, that you wanted the smoke of the playoffs. You want to win championships. Championships are not won easily in any sport. No one goes 16-0. So we're here. Enjoy this ride. Enjoy the the, the the grit of being down two to one because it would just mean it's so much sweeter, sweeter when the Raptors come back and win this series. Just enjoy the ride. Yep. As I always say, and it was I know this is a little weird because Meek Millie was courtside. <laughs> Meek Millie was courtside at the game cheering for the Sixers. But can we see love- a drink, can we see a drink road <laughs> instead of this one? <laughs> you used to call me on my <laughs> Now go, say it. Let's go. (laughs) 
Where was Drake today, by the way? I saw a He was at the billboards. Or maybe Drake can't go to Philly. Do we think Drake can go to Philly? I don't don't know. I I don't know. Anyways, I did. Used to pray for times like this. To to rhyme rhyme like this. This This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace. Thanks, guys. Boom, blast.